It's the Meg John and Justin podcast. Yay! Maybe we'll work on a theme tune or something. A theme tune would be good. And we can come up with something maybe more catchy. Not um, let's talk about sex though. No, definitely <laughs> not. And we're definitely not having any sex portmanteau words either or no. sex manto words. <laughs> like let's sex cast. No, that would be terrible. Doing that. No, no, no. Mm. So this is our space where we're going to um, talk about some of the stuff that we talk about on our website, right? So stuff to do with sex relationships ourselves. That's uh, right, but in podcast form. Exciting. Yeah. Audio, uh, not tappy tap tap, but uh, talky talk talk. And we're going to be answering your questions here as well. So That's the plan for you yeah. to send in questions and we can tackle them in the podcast. We just want to do here is just to like introduce ourselves say hi tell you a bit about each other and why we're working together and stuff and tell you about what we want to do with uh answering your questions that's right and a bit about the website um on which you will find this podcast and a bit about the book that we've been working on as well that's right so that web that uh, and that web that website uh megjohnandjustin.com yeah and the book mj is <laughs> enjoy sex <laughs> If, when, and how you want to. No, when, no. how, and if, how, when, and if you want to. Let's do that. <laughs> so I think it's uh, it's enjoy sex, how, when, and if you want to. How, when, and if you want to. A practical and inclusive guide. Yes. Right? Yes. It's a very long title. One of the things we wanted to talk about was, you know, people often ask me, like, how? Oh, that's interesting. How did you get into that line of work? And usually I say for the money, and they don't realise that I'm taking the piss. Um <laughs> tell you a bit about how we got into um talking and writing about sex and relationships and um you know why we wanted to and then like talk about each other a bit so mm. and joe why don't you kick us off like okay. uh, how, what, tell us a bit about your how you got into this how did i get into this well i did a psychology degree and a phd in psychology because i had no idea what to do after a psychology <laughs> degree <laughs> and they were happy to have me hang around so i stayed for six years wow. um but time. yeah i guess at that point i just didn't have anything that motivated me like not a big passion really nothing that really grabbed me I was Mm. interested Mm. um but it was um about five years into teaching psychology which I did after these kind of areas Mm. I guess sex gender and relationships Mm. and that was it like that was it for me right was that was fascinating um and I was sort of part of various communities at that point particularly the bi community the Mm -hmm. bisexual community um so it made sense to do a lot of the kind of research where you're really working with people in communities yeah kind of action research type stuff that's interesting um so yeah I think that's what got me started and I'd always been interested in therapy as well so then it made sense to train as a therapist um, in those areas too like sex and relationship therapy Mm. Um, so and now I'm so lucky because I get to bring it all together Mm. and do what I probably always wanted to do in the first place which was kind of write self-help books I think I went into psychology (laughs) thinking it'd be like self-help and it wasn't at all it's all about brains and cognition and (laughs) shit like that um, (laughs) now I'm doing living a dream writing self-help type stuff yeah what I find really interesting about that is that is how like your focus of like study and research has always been around people and communities and that Mm. and that's always kind of about listening to what they have to say right it's kind of like so rather than kind of um studying people like studying like say like genders and sexualities um for instance as like a kind of 
from a book almost you're kind of like really finding out what's going on as a kind of an activist yeah an activist academic i yeah. mean what i really noticed in psychology was a lot of old psychology particularly uh, and still today you mm. know psychologists think it's their job to explain mm. you know like why are these weirdy people doing these weirdy things mm. and kind of this assumed idea that they're coming from the normal yeah to explain the abnormal and mm. that just didn't sit right with me mm. at all so i was like what about we ask a different question which is what can we learn from these communities mm. that are doing things kind of um that you could kind of see them at the forefront of mm. thinking differently about sex gender and relationships mm. kind of like the pioneers mm. and learn from them so that everybody can use that information that they're gathering from from those edges mm. and the margins that they're working at yeah um and i like that way of and that really comes into a lot of our work i think is mm. draw, you know who's having the big conversations about consent well quite a lot of the time it's people who are into kink for example yeah. who are really talking about consent yeah but actually finding out things about it that everyone can use in their sex lives and relationships more widely. Definitely. Yeah. I think that approach is one of the things that make that I really enjoy about your work as well, that um, particularly in rewriting the rules, is that it means that you're the kind of research that is also really useful because it's about what people are actually doing. It feels very like relevant, mm. very real and... Um, yeah, to me, that's a more, I guess I'm driven by what's useful for people yeah. more than I am by just what's interesting. And there's space for both, you know, yeah. for sure. And, uh, uh, but yeah, for me, it's about what's useful enough. Also about looking at other people's theories and research that might not be so easily accessible mm. uh, or it might be not so obvious why it's useful, but turning it into something that is. So mm. the, the book I just did on queer, the comic book that was a lot about saying okay queer theory pretty hard pretty incomprehensible yeah. but what's useful from this for everyday folk in our Definitely. lives yeah basically. well yeah it's such a beautiful book and uh really uh really recommend reading that <laughs> um, that's um, queer a graphic <laughs> history <laughs> an icon books yeah they're also our publishers yeah um so thanks icon thank you icon books for not sponsoring this podcast <laughs> who knows what may happen in the future maybe one day we'll even have an editor hint, hint. Um, how about you how about you justin Hank? So, how did you get into this area um um well basically i'm a sex and relationships educator but i got into that through youth work um, I did a law degree, stupidly, um, <laughs> which I've not used. Um, and then during the same time, I was getting more interested in working with young people uh, in Derby, where I'm. And um, I was lucky enough to be doing youth work at a time where it was still valued and still paid for. And they trained youth workers. And I got some spectacularly good training. Mm. And really, uh, my training was all about um, inclusive practice. Um, how to just work with, do a kind of model of youth work which is all about tackling oppression and um, yeah. um, trying to make projects and work and everything we do as diverse as possible and literally in, including everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of where, um, that's, so that's kind of my background. And I got, there was a job that came up working with young men around sex and relationships. I knew nothing about sex and relationships uh, <laughs> education at all, uh, but kind of learnt on the job. Uh, so I got that job in like 1999. And I've done a lot of like advice work with young people, but also teaching in schools. And I do a lot of training courses. Um, when did you kick off BISH then? BISH, the website I started in 
around 2010, I think, but I didn't really do it very seriously. I was just, mm. I was kind of really aware that there wasn't very much, there weren't very many websites for young people out there. And apart from Scarleteen, which I love, but mm. I kind of felt like well, with a lot of the young people I, I was working with that they needed something that was, um, had more illustrations, was a bit more kind of relevant to a British audience maybe, and mm. a bit shorter, just a bit more kind of, um, answering questions in a, a slightly you know bish bash bosh uh, <laughs> yeah. kind of way yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I guess that's where me and you met wasn't it really I suppose through Petra I think introduced me to Petra you Petra Boynton yeah the agony aunt for the Daily Telegraph the, Sunday Telegraph the if we Telegraph anyway yeah the Telegraph <laughs> yeah. if our advice can be anywhere near as good or any even in the same ballpark as oh, good as Petra's, Petra we've got to say how happy. good Petra is yeah like Petra is just the best if yeah. you only read one advice column in any website newspaper it's all that's I, the one that's the one to go for yeah yeah I really like loads it. of different people who are, have expertise in the area to all chip in and then she creates a nice long answer out of all of that and it's always like thinking about different possibilities not yeah. just giving this one like this is what you should do exactly yeah. she's awesome she's yeah. like our role model basically yeah she's really really great mm. uh, and actually we were working on a that was one of the first projects we worked on wasn't it like um comparing all the newspaper advice columns and looking yeah. at which ones were really valuable and comparing and contrasting them and we really we basically came Petra's together approach. through hatred of some of the other <laughs> which will remain nameless agony <laughs> columns that are out there um, and a group of us came together because we were moaning about it all on Facebook so much that we thought we ought to do something <laughs> about it <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh, we've been friends for a few years now and we started working on our book uh, wait what's it called again so enjoy <laughs> sex how when and if you want to a practical inclusive guide boom yeah. got it definitely <laughs> we smashed it there uh, we started working started working on that what a year and a half ago two years it was ago. My, well facebook is reminding me of times when we were oh. sitting and working on it nice now so i think that's about a year and a bit ago yeah. yeah and we kind of i think we kind of felt like we had we kind of wanted to start working together on this kind of stuff because um mj you're really into i mean the the kind you're really into um public engagement yeah academia which is so vitally important right i mean it's yeah and it seems to be there's a trend in that direction of academics doing more public engagement like making sure their work is really relevant to yeah to the public yes i mean i've been to some academic seminars and uh, symposiums where i've not understood a thing going <laughs> on uh, so um you know academics that want to do that and engage with that stuff are just so valuable to people like me and yeah. other sex educators i know aren't. um and i guess that's the thing that i'm because i kind of come from working with young people and writing for young people at bishuk.com uh, uh, my website mm. that we're kind of like I'm all about the kind of writing for different audiences and trying to take quite complex ideas and make them um, and boil them down but not to oversimplify them which yeah. is a really difficult thing to do that's what we're constantly thinking isn't yeah. it like how to how to get that balance um, yeah. it's really important and also I guess the way the, the academic 
uh, ties in is that I was doing this academic project to look at sex advice mm. books and think, well, what are the messages here? Yeah. Um, and yeah, some of them were, were pretty shocking. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of the work came out of really thinking, how could we do something different? Because I'm a real believer in, yeah, walking the walk, put your money where your mouth is. You know, I'm writing this thing, criticising these books, but maybe it isn't easy. Yeah. Maybe it, maybe you need those messages, you know, to somehow it's very hard to write without them well you know i thought we should give it a go basically Definitely. it seemed really important to give it a go to put something different out there with a better set of messages about sex definitely mm. and i think the most important one of those is consent right yeah i mean that's where we kind of yeah i mean in those books it was often just a page you yeah. know um towards the end of the book here's how to do consent and, and almost like you only need to do it if you're doing something kinky yeah. it wasn't kind of in relation to the whole th- and we were like we no consent should be a thread through the entire book because it's clearly one of the biggest problems in relation to sex given how much non-consensual sex happens definitely um you know so that should be the heart of it really yeah I think us, yeah well exactly i don't <laughs> yeah. think you can talk about one without the other as yeah. well um and that's um so i think we both kind of came at that approach and so when we the first day when we were going to write together we were writing some notes down in a sketch pad <laughs> yeah and we both had a pencil in and we'll wordstorm uh, what this book should be about and the first word we both wrote down on the different sides of the bit of paper was consent yeah yeah right. so it's kind of not what we're all about and we're not, it's kind of what we're all about and we're not talking about consent as in a kind of like um very often it's kind of framed as this really like worthy kind of worthwhile thing like almost like it's kind of like a politically correct thing yeah yeah it's seen as sort of dry or something that would take away from the spontaneity of sex but we don't see it that way at all it's it's part and parcel of it being pleasurable absolutely Um, yeah if you kind of know the limits then you can play really you know have a really lot of fun within those limits whereas if you don't know the limits you're so scared about them being crossed then you can't relax for example yeah um and also consent's all about tuning in to yourself and the other person which is what generally makes sex a lot more fun than when you're kind of thinking about other things or getting distracted Mm. so yeah and that's what uh so you know and that's our approach in the book is you know we're Mm. hoping that the book is uh really about how to really enjoy sex you know yeah. we want sex to be more enjoyable for you if that's the thing that you want to do that's exactly what, that's the if that's the if because <laughs> not everyone does and that's cool too <laughs> exactly so um and that's kind of our approach as well with relationships and how we feel about ourselves as well and we're kind of broadening it out so we're not just talking about sex on this podcast or on the website but also um, relationships and yeah. how we feel about ourselves relationship with other people and with yourself mm. i guess yeah i yeah. think relationships has always got to be about both those things definitely mm. so um is there anything else we want to talk about for, i mean it's the only time we really get to talk about ourselves you know, we're gonna <laughs> it was fun i liked talking yeah. about ourselves that was good because we're making everything about you and our, our listeners our readers uh oh you were saying different. we should say like are we going to be sharing personal details mm. of our own sexual exploits on this podcast the answer is no yeah, I think no. They're not that interesting. Um. <laughs> For me, like, um, I'm always a little bit suspicious of people who, when they're doing kind of advice, giving advice or giving a talk or doing some kind of, mm. I don't know, educational thing like we're trying to do, and they talk about themselves a lot, I kind of think, well, 
Really? It's true. It can be a bit grim, can't it? Because mm. either there's a kind of version of it that's all about bigging yourself up and saying mm. you're amazing and like, oh, you know, all of this will work because I'm this perfect person who gets, yeah. you know, who is brilliant at sex or something. And like, that wouldn't be true of us, you know, because yeah. it's not actually true of anyone. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what is brilliant at sex anyway, we'll be unpacking that. Um, and the other, the other version is to just turn every advice, you know, that people give around to themselves and talk about their own lives. And yeah. that always feels like it's really taken away from the person doesn't it so yeah I mean I think our own lives and experiences are part of our expertise Mm. but you know only a part of it and I don't think that we would be go about the specifics of that because it wouldn't be relevant it would take away from the person that's right asking the question teaching in schools young people ask me personal questions even when I asked them not to Mm. Uh, most amusing of those was um, Justin how big is your penis Right. slash vagina so you know oh it it's good they gave you the options exactly yeah. <laughs> you know, it was really nice but yeah. you know i don't answer them yeah um because yeah you're right it makes it about me and then because i've given myself a platform of being at the front of the class and being by the desk and being by the computer i give myself power yeah and so i'm then just telling them how to do it rather than and you easily become like the thing to judge against then we're so drawn to comparing ourselves to others if anyone's to stand up and say well this is how i do it so easy to slip for everyone else to slip into or that must be the right way and we don't believe there is a right way we believe that different things work for different people (laughs) at different times uh which is the message that goes through all my books to the point that somebody on amazon wrote a negative review of one of my books that said if you Wanna, if you want to read that different things work for different people at different times you're joking yeah <laughs> serious yeah got a bit sick of hearing that by the end of the book but it's so radical like you know nobody says that everyone thinks you can find like the secret to great sex or the secret to great relationships so I'm going to be boring and keep saying that well frankly. you know everybody Person on Amazon who, who I haven't clearly let go of why as well in our book what we've done is we've not drawn out like one particular example mm. ever what yeah. we've done is this thing called multiple experiences where we've done like bullet points of like a bunch of different experiences of each thing that we're talking about in the book like solo sex or you know negotiating consent or because again we want to highlight that different things work for different people at different times yeah Um, and that does it better so if we were to bring in our own examples again there'd be a danger that you don't get that sense of diversity that it easily gives that flavor of there's one right way of doing things yeah mm-hmm. we these are kind of topics that we uh discuss uh for ourselves about ourselves but yeah. generally at the pub yeah you know or yeah. before we start writing we do we have an hour well sometimes it's more than an hour yeah we just like talk about all our own personal stuff and sometimes that makes it sway in but in the diff- you know we've we've thought about it we've processed it and then you know kind of yeah yeah it's useful to try out the ideas we're talking about ourselves so we will do everything that we recommend Mm. ourselves to see whether it can work for someone Mm. but again we're not trying to say that that will work for everyone just because it does work for us yeah but it's certainly valuable yeah yeah Yeah, we're not going to talk about our sex lives or relationships and things but what can they talk about so we want their questions now you've done this before justin and i haven't really so can you give us some info about like what should what kind of questions should people send in what kind of format well i think um if you want to send us in written questions via the website um or even if you want to email us um a voice recording of a question so your voice appears on the podcast we're calling this a podcast yeah yeah Yeah. then um you can do that via the website and you can um clearly see on the website at uh, megjohnandjustin.com where you can ask us questions Mm -hmm. 
so I guess we're wanting like um, anything to do with sex relationships. Yeah, or your relationship with yourself. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Um, and I think it's what we're offering isn't therapy, um, mm. and we can't offer you like you know medical advice when. Uh, so we're, we're not we're not medics in not any way. Medics. <laughs> I'm not that kind of doctor. No, but um, I think we so, and I don't think we want your questions to be super long like we can't uh like say if you were sending us an audio i think it would be good if the question was like no longer than a minute i think uh, yeah i think right. that's right i mean basically uh, again if you go into a long story about all the very specifics of your situation then it, it stops being quite so relevant to everybody else yeah um but if you keep it fairly short it's likely to be something that loads of other people have had to you know the similar worries about or struggled with so what we're looking for is questions that are going to be helpful definitely the answer should be helpful to you but also if we get kind of big long stories we can't engage in that much depth we can't offer we certainly can't offer to answer everything personally we're only going to answer it here and we can't go into a lot of details that might also um you know it might be possible to tell who the people are if there's too much detail mm. and it needs to stay anonymous as well mm. so you know give yourself a pseudonym or just use your first name yeah. or whatever um but yeah again that's that's an issue so we so might yeah, edit keep down it, your questions as well actually. we might edit it down to keep it short and snappy and just relevant <clears throat> to everybody so yeah. that's that's the deal with this that's what we can offer yeah um and the terms and conditions for you asking us a question are on our website um, about what we can and can't do and mm-hmm. um, uh, and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but and it also gives you some other places. You so certainly if mm. you have got a the kind of issue that you could do with a bit more support on, then there's links to therapists and helplines and so forth mm-hmm. on the website. That's the kind of place you want to go if you've got more of that kind of an issue. Yeah. But if it's just something you want to hear answered on on here, um, in a way that'd be useful for you and other people, then please send them in. Cool. So, yes, do send in your questions via megjohnandjustin.com. Yeah, otherwise we're going to be banging on like this every time on the podcast and asking Just each other questions. Talking about and, ourselves. Yeah, constantly. so you really want to want to send in some questions. Um, yeah. We'll probably, we've got a couple in the bank, haven't we, that we can start with before, we people, yeah. um, before, before people send them in, before we get flooded uh, <laughs> by our questions. So uh, that'll be the next podcast, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but for now, yes, do send us your questions. And thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye.